Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com, here with a name you know. We got Axel Tischer on the show, formerly Alexander Wolf. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I mean, obviously, it's been uh, a big week or two for you, but uh, how, how are you feeling after everything that has sort of unfolded? Oh, I feel great. I uh, wasn't uh, too, too, um, too much down after uh, the message. I was a little bit flustered. I was a little bit uh, sour about it, but um, I had a nice conversation with uh, the office on the telephone and uh, yeah, business decision or business decision. I fully understand that even if it sucks because it's me, but in the end, I did not need a lot of time or a lot of days to digest it. Um, uh, right now I'm, I'm in the mood of like, it sucks to not uh, make that much money with doing not a lot with sitting at home or just, <laughs> you know, have one or two days of work. But in the end, you know, sometimes you have to be forced into uh, a better way or somebody has to show you a way, you know, destiny or faith, however you want to call it. So I'm in good mood. I'm very positive and I'm very um, positive about my future. Yeah, I I don't think you're going to have any trouble finding bookings because in in interviewing people over the last year, I constantly have people that that speak highly of you and especially your connections. Speaking of... I took some reader questions, absolutely from anonymous readers, not from anybody you know personally. The first one is from an Eric Y. from Canada, who says, You and Eric Young often would talk before you got in the ring. What did you say to each other? <laughs> That's, uh, it's a secret. <laughs> some, things, some things need to be uh, hidden and some things, you know, it's... Uh, we have our rituals, or we had our rituals when we uh, were sanity and everything. Um, one ritual would be we we had like a water bottle where we just pass it back and forth, you know, just to stay hydrated. That was a ritual. And yeah, when we a lot of times we we kind of like whispered in our ears, we talked, we just you know, uh, you know, had a nice conversation about everything. Probably the beautiful world we're living in. Another completely anonymous reader question, not from anybody you know, is from a killer K from from uh, I believe it's I believe it's Spain. Asked, would you like to join a stable with Killer Kelly and Josh Barnett? I would love to, especially with Josh Barnett, because uh, my my older brother from a from another mother. Um, yeah, he is a great guy. I had the chance uh, to to you know. Uh, meet up with him a couple of times when I was in LA. Uh, he was um, kind enough to invite me to his home. We had like a little training session on his porch uh, in the back. And uh, yeah, um, I, I'm a huge fan of UFC and everything. And he's one of the pioneers. And um, I got I got a few texts when he fought Frank Mir that uh, some of my German fellows thought I was in there. Yes. Because we, we look we look alike, you know, but no, he's a great guy. And uh, I know Kelly for a time and, you know, he's he's uh, in, a, in a good way that he uh, that he that she can promote herself very well. And she has done a great job um, with her work and everything. So. A stable? Why not? I'm open for everything. At last, uh, at least, um, no, I'm open for everything. Yeah. When this, I, I lose myself sometimes in my English because you know when like, I speak with my wife in German now in English, like a brain fried. When the news came out that you were a free agent, I was like, oh, we got to see 
Axel against Josh Barnett. It'd be like when you pick the same character in Mortal Kombat and they just switch the colors of their their clothes. Yeah. The palette yeah. swap, like that's what that's what we got to see. Yeah, but but he's quite bigger than me. That's why he's my older brother, also older than me and more experienced. But um, yeah, I would love to be under his learning tree because uh, not only in the world of MMA, also like in pro wrestling, he just uh, did a lot of things, you know. And he, uh, I'm I'm I love the style of it. I love uh, like the blood sport, when you want to call it like this, the blood sport style, like the shooter wrestling style. It's the fundamentals of what we kind of like can see nowadays, not anymore that much, but like in, in wrestling. And it's also like what, um, like the ring count of it, you know, it's like the legitimacy of the sport, even if it's scripted, but like uh, the techniques, the suffering and everything, you know, you have, you, you should go through the whole process because, uh, before you call yourself a proper pro wrestler, in my opinion. And he's, again, one of the pioneers of that uh, from MMA into, uh, no, from MMA to catch wrestling or catch wrestling to MMA yeah. uh, into pro wrestling. And Killer Kelly is always fun to be around with. She's a good friend of mine. And uh, yeah, met her first time WXW. And then uh, we spent some time uh, in NXT UK times. No, and, uh, I'm happy for her that uh, she still do, uh, does her thing. And Hopefully, um, she can move back to her fiance. Who just uh, got a WWE tryout. Pardon me? He just got a WWE tryout, actually. Oh, AJ? Cool. Yes. He was, Congrats he, to him. He was That's there cool. uh, last week, got a WWE tryout. And Josh Barnett, as you mentioned, that catch wrestling connection, when I was able to go to a Billy Robinson seminar before he passed, he, he just spoke over the moon about Josh Barnett and how he was – he was carrying a lot of the the catch wrestling and MMA influence over to pro wrestling. Is Bloodsport something that you want to do personally? Because Killer Kelly told me that you actually helped get her booked there. Yeah, um, she was uh, like WWE let her go, and I thought like maybe uh, you know like let's see what what uh, I could do for her because uh, I thought it was uh, quite a shame that he let her go because she had such a great presence in that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I texted Josh and I thought, hey, uh, I know like you do the blood sports stuff and you already have some uh, women's competitors and kind of like, you know, uh, gave uh, him her number or her contact and, you know, it came all together. So glad it worked out for her. But yeah, 101%, I would be so much into that whole deal. So, and yeah, we'll see what happens. So the the leaving of WWE, did you find out that day? Did you know ahead of the Imperium split? How did you find out about the split and the release? Like, did they did they work together in that sense, or was this a surprise to you the next day? It was a surprise. Uh, I knew about the split the day before. Then on Tuesday, we uh, had everything uh, on television happen, and the day after... I got a call from uh, the WWE office, and I was uh, like pretty positive about it because I knew my contract uh, contract is coming up, and uh, I was asking that I can move back to to Europe and continue my work with uh, NXT UK. Uh, yeah, and because I want to move back for like uh, a private reason, family reasons. Sure. And uh, they probably fulfilled my wish, but without. <laughs> without um, signing me again for a new contract. So in the end, it turned out what I wanted, but uh, in the end, it was a little bit like sh- shocking for me, like just to get on the phone and thinking, hey, they probably talked with me about something, something, because I was trying to get uh, a hold of somebody about that topic. So, and it was kind of, you know, shocking that, hey, we let you go, we don't fire you, we let your contract expire, but we will not renew the contract because of uh, pandemic. Uh, cut reasons we cannot uh, travel the global travel stuff uh, is not possible so they cannot fly any uh, anybody in and out i guess so why wouldn't they just have you do nxt uk i don't know it's probably i'm, I'm too long in this company and they they the investment wasn't worth anymore that's that's curious I don't know. to me i because... would i would i would agree to disagree on that yeah but, um in the end, it's their decision if they want to make the cut, if they want to say save money for budget because I was on a good contract and 
you know, but in the end, it is what it is. So when they make this decision, I'm, I'm, I'm good with this. I understand this because I'm, I'm fortunate enough to know how to wrestle and I'm sure I will find another place where I can express myself more and better and where um, the value of my talent gets more uh, appreciated than there. So how had the, the contract talks gone before that? Had you heard anything from them about that? Had you, what was the relationship good before that? Because I mean, you had made it clear that you wanted to, to head back to Europe. Um, didn't make it clear. I tried to speak with Triple H about it, but he, uh, the weeks before that, he was super, super busy as always. And uh, I tried it once or twice, and he told me he will get back to me. And after that, I will not continue to bother, continue to ask, because, you know, I take him by word. And he, uh, I believe he's a man of honor, with that being said. But I understand he's super busy, so he will probably not only thinking about me when he comes to, oh, what I have to do this day. So... Um, I uh, spoke with uh, a person from Talent Relation and she passed it on to the manager of Talent Relation in NXT. And uh, yeah, they knew about it. So I don't know if that was a point of, hey, he wants to go back to Europe and we do not know what to do with him at the moment, even if I believe there was still a story to tell, especially after the uh, betray of my Imperium fellows, my former Imperium fellows. Um, yeah, but in the end, you know, um, it, it's 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 my thinking. It's what I believe, and you know, but I'm not creative. I'm not uh, the boss of the company. So if I would wish, and you know, I I think the guessing of it, it's still what's left. But I would wish um, not to give another reason. If that's the reason, it's totally fine. But I don't feel that's the reason. You cannot tell me you you do budget cuts because of global pandemic if you could fly in and flood out people. And I have no problem to stay in quarantine for a week or two. Um, it's something where I feel like there's something else, but they maybe don't want to split up in, in bad terms because I know they, they probably don't care if I would bury them, which I have no reason at all for that, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but it's, it's kind of like that little... Um, sick feeling in the stomach when you think about it so i try not to think about it because you know maybe i try to overthink stuff and i do that a lot of times but it takes away from uh what is coming in front of me and it distracts yeah. me from being focused of being myself now and again i'm a positive guy so i'm not mad about it there's no animosity i i'm very grateful for the six years i had in wwe and like I said in the beginning, sometimes somebody has to force you to do something to guide you to a way which is maybe better for you. So had you been in the States the entire time since you moved from NXT UK to NXT? Because I know you only had like, I think one match. It was a couple minutes. So were, were you over here in the States that entire time throughout this year? Of uh, the beginning of the year, yes, but uh, 2020, um, when uh, no 2019 over the yeah. holidays, uh, I traveled back with my with my wife and my son to Germany for the Christmas holidays. Um, the plan was we move, we we travel back to the states where we lived. So since 2015, I did not change a uh, living place back to Europe okay. or anything. I was constantly in the States. But in that time, we've been over in Germany. And then we decided, hey, we kind of like it here. Yeah. So uh, and because I had the NXT UK sketch and nothing else. And for America, they would fly me in without a doubt. So the sketch on NXT UK is, is very good because you fly out once a month, you have one week of training, and then you have two days of, of tapings. So I could stay in Germany very easily. So my wife and I, we set up um, like a little apartment. We just, you know, moved furniture in and everything. So we had the chance to live there. And we planned to live six months uh, in Germany over the summertime, over the good month. And when the weather uh, goes bad, we go back to Florida. So because I just uh, talked with the office and they told me, yeah, we just need to know where we fly you in and out. Um, so over the pandemic, when the travel restriction uh, was was announced, I kind of stuck in Germany. But I did not know that my son, he's born in America, I would have the chance to enter the border because of what the government put out as allowed to enter the country. 
Um, in the end, it was uh, I was in Germany, which was fine because summertime and everything and pandemic wasn't that hard. We did not have a lockdown. We just had like a quarantine stuff and wear a mask in the stores. So easy peasy. Um, but then it came up to we have to go back to the States because my visa was almost expired. And then I moved back to the States with the rule of I can't enter the country with my wife because we are the parents of a US citizen. And then I came back and uh, one day before my visa expired, WWE made it uh, possible to have a new visa. So they extended it. And that's why I've been uh, in the States uh, since end October. Okay. And since end October, they tried to um, put the story together with Kieran Dane and Imperium and everything that we want to expand uh, the brand of Imperium. And the first time I was shown up, that was the day where they could do the storyline finally. So you did have a couple of experiences on, on the main roster. You spent about a year up there when you all were called yeah. up with Sanity. Who tells you that you're moving up? And did they have any firm plans at that point? Like what information were you given about what they would do with you all on the main roster? So we had a meeting with, uh, with uh, Shawn Michaels and uh, Triple H. And Hunter told us, hey, you guys are uh, moving up. You get a call up to SmackDown. So he told us, then uh, everything would change from uh, talent relation department and everything. You get the emails and you get the appearances for the main roster shows and TV production days. And then, um, yeah, that, that we came up and uh, I think that time that I think I know Mark Corona was talent relation and yeah. we uh, spoke with him and he told us all the fantastic things we will do and blah, 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 please sign here. So, yeah, it, it was cool because they kind of like, not really promised, but they told you all like the candy you will get and in the end you end up with uh, salary. You know, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, they, they told us like big plans and everything and uh, everybody's very high on you and Vince wants to work together with you guys and you are an every show and every pay-per-view and, you know, all that I mean, let me say, uh, let, let, let me call it empty promises, but, yeah. you know, that's the business. Did you work, uh, how much did you work with Vince McMahon specifically? Did you have many conversations with him? Not really. Um, um, I, I missed to build up a relationship with him, but on the other end, um, you know, as, as a foreigner, my English is not perfect, and a lot of times I stumble over my words and blah, blah, blah. So I'm more, I'm more quiet guy in the back. I, I can talk for hours about things and especially when it's about like writing something down and blah, blah, blah. But uh, in the end, it's like, I'm, I'm like a soldier position. You know, you tell me what to do and then I'm in my best ability, I will do it. So, but I, uh, I tried it a couple of times and uh, had uh, one or two conversations with him, like uh, man to man, which went great. Uh, I left with a good feeling and he was very nice to me and uh, cannot tell any bad story about the man but i miss totally like building up a relationship with him uh, we tried to do that in the beginning but he wasn't present at that time because he had some meetings i think it was uh the was it the yeah they it was that time where they negotiated for the fox deal ah okay because uh, uh, smackdown was still on tuesday that time so I think it was because of that. And uh, sometimes uh, Hunter was around. Sometimes nobody was around besides uh, the next guy in charge, which I guess was Michael Hayes. And, yep, so we did not have really the chance to, you know, introduce ourselves and blah, blah, blah. And then on one SmackDown, we kind of came back from the curtain and just he was there and we just did a random, uh, hello, and thank you very much. And something you want to change like what you see but when the when the live television production is running he has not a lot of time to sit down and just you know focused on three dudes who just um, came up you know he wants to keep the show going and um i guess then later when i did it and the other guys did it as well so hey i'm Axel, i'm from germany nice to meet you i feel like i missed the opportunity to introduce myself yada 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 it was a little bit too late you know, it, it, you, you have to do it because, you know, he's the boss and he wants to invest and you don't invest in things you don't know or you're not familiar with. So, yeah. Another big name in WWE is Kevin Dunn. And a lot of the people I've spoken to lately say they never even saw him. They never met him. You might hear him, but usually yeah. he's in the production truck. Did you have any 
connection or contact with him? Shame on me. I never heard of that guy because I'm not too much into the whole sure. like, oh, who's in the company? Who's the important person? Again, like for me, I know my boss and uh, I treat everybody with the same respect from janitor to president. So there's no difference with me. How uh, how far in did you all realize that sanity was not going to be what Mark Carano had promised you? Um, basically, when they so when we started, we got put on house shows right away. Uh, then the first thing on television was uh, we attacked the users right during our entrance, and then we got beaten clean in the six man tag, the the SmackDown after. Yes, and then we kind of like got some vibes of. Oof, first loss, and they told us, don't worry about it. People will forget this after a month. And we felt like, eh, people maybe, but not the internet. Um, so they kind of like felt sorry. They told us sorry. And like the, the reaction from some guys from the back, you lost? It's your first match. You lost for real? Oh, so we thought, mm, how, we, how, we can, uh, how um, can we repair this? How can we kind of, you know, justify that, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we kind of had a restart where we attacked the new day. So, but in that time, we've been on every house shows. We've been very busy, and the more houses work, the more like money you make. Yeah, it, it depends which kind of like payment system they have. Like two payment system, which is pretty weird. But um, yeah, you you kind of make more money in the end. But then after the New Day feud, which was we attacked them, we keep delaying, and then we had to show an Extreme Rules, uh, a match at Extreme Rules, which we won. And then the SmackDown after, we got beaten clean again, and then we disappeared. We also disappeared from house shows, so they took us off from house shows. And for us, it was like, yikes, that's not a good sign. Um, we're not on house shows, and then we're not on television. And because you're not on television, you're not on house shows, because fans just give a damn because who yes. are those guys you're not on television you, you do not have exposure so when you come out in i don't know somewhere in the deep of kentucky you hear crickets when you come out and that's not a good sign so basically in that point we kind of had the feeling we we're dead in the water and there was a time where we had one two or three appearance on television again i think it was something where we attacked Daniel Bryan and Kane once, and then the other ones, we just attacked Gallows and Anderson and the Usos. Uh, and that led up to a match, uh, an eight-man tag. The first with um, the late uh, uh, Luke Harper. Yes. God rest his soul. Uh, and, and Eric Redbeard uh, against, uh, I think it was Usos and New Day. No, Daniel Bryan and I'm. I'm confused with that. Oh, it's okay. But anyway, and then the other one, eight-man tag, was again with Sheamus and Cesaro, I, I believe, against Gallows, Anderson, and Usos. So we kind of had a little, little spotlight, but they always like took it away again. And I don't know why. Maybe because, you know, we're dead in the water to drop the ball with that. Um, why well, we all believe they could have do more, uh, done more, even not with putting us in a wrestling match, even like doing vignettes or backstage promos and just give us 30 seconds of time on your television program and just, you know, getting a little bit more each week, each week. And we had some good ideas. We pitched a lot of ideas. And also in that time, there was um, a restructure of writing team and some writers uh, were let go and some writers went down to SmackDown and blah, blah, blah. And uh, everybody got a writer. And you had the chance to pitch ideas to the writer, and he needed just to pitch the ideas at the meetings they had in Stanford. And yeah, but when you have a writer who does not have the time or the courage to pitch it, I don't know what it is, because I guess Vince McMahon can be an intimidating person sometimes, then you're also dead in the water because your ideas will not reach uh, the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. And they cannot use it for material. They cannot tell you it's the worst idea ever or, oh, that's great. Let's make something out of that. But, um, yeah, that's that's my thinking about it. That's my opinion about it. Maybe did, I'm totally wrong. Maybe I'm you, right. Did you have any specific ideas, whether it be from you or other people involved in the group, that you thought were really good that would have worked? Um I saw a lot of ideas uh, which happened with Retribution in the beginning. We, we pitched like just to mess up stuff, like to whatever, crash a car, just destroy a window, uh, mess around with security because we got banned by the actions of last week because we took 
somebody out, you know, just, just causing chaos, but controlled chaos for us because we are the creator of chaos and nobody knows what's happening besides the guys who created it. Yeah. And we, that's what we meant. Like we, we, we do not know, like uh, we, we do not, we do not need a 15, 20 minute TV match. Just give us a segment where we can be us where I don't know, like we always considered us like Eva was the leader, Damo was uh, the muscle in the group, and I was like the fire starter, the psychopath who does not care about the outcome. And we had something like uh, uh, we want to do something, and in the backstage, I just randomly punched somebody in the face, and it caused like a mass brawl where we get uh, like rejected from the building. And next week, want to come in, and security is in there, and you know. Again, like a fight breaks out, so we maybe have like a, a fake police guard right there, and we can throw shit like like <laughs> on them, like in a, in a riot stuff like this, or break a window, or just you know destroy something, burn something. I don't know what what whatever is possible. Um, also, uh, Ewa, uh, Killian, and myself, we always drove together, we toured together, and we always had like ideas in the head which we were pitched uh, to to each other. Like, hey, just imagine we would do something like this and like that. Uh, and a lot of things you can see right now uh, in Impact with EY's new stable, Violent by Design, because all that stuff, what he's preaching, all the stuff, what he's saying, what he's doing with the group is the majority of that are sanity ideas. He had pitched or he had not pitched yet in his mind. And he's a great mind for that. He's an he awesome is. guy, but he's a great mind when it comes to promos and everything, how to deliver it and like the outcome of it, the looks and everything. So good for him though. He's a very versatile performer. He can do anything that you ask of he, him. He can be the, the, the hopiest guy in the room and he could be the serious guy in the room with his wrestling persona yeah. and also his style of wrestling. I always thought that Sanity's entrance was one of the most underrated. I would go to NXT shows, and I would just love it. The way that you all looked with the masks, the yeah. way that the sound would work, the helicopter would sound like it was flying over top of yeah. you with the lights. That was, yeah. I just think, is one of the most badass entrances I've ever seen. Yeah. Who did you all workshop that with? How did that come together? Because I know plenty had to go into it, because it was a fantastic presentation live. Yeah. It, uh, so the first time we showed up, uh, we, 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 we tried to figure out what we do. And I remember the first days when uh, I teamed up with Sawyer, we just tried to be super, super animated and crazy, running around the ring and just punching the ropes and just headbutting. So we over the board because we thought, let's go a little bit too much that they have to pull us back like a dog on a leash instead of just pushing us in for, uh, uh, forward, because that's never a good sign. If they tell you, do a little bit more, it's better to say, <laughs> do less. So, but then we did the TVs and Trobesh came up with the cool idea, just let's come in like a little bit low key, like with the mask and everything. And the hood basically was just the idea for the beginning to uh, make the reveal that it's EY under the hood and Nikki Cross, oh, that's a girl. Cause we try to kind of like cover her up that you can tell, oh, that's a girl. Um, so, and then we kept it with the hoods because it, it's kind of, it stick to the whole gimmick, to the whole character. Um, no, a Triple H came up in the entrance. He, his vision of it, like just imagine you would like, you know, face the crowd, but on a TV production, it's not about the crowd in the back, it's about the people watching in the camera. So you kind of like stand there and everything. And uh, for the first part was that just Sawyer and myself would reveal and would turn and take off the hood and he was, and Nikki stays covered. So he had the idea of like, you're all standing there, you have the chance to connect with the people. And then when the, when kind of the music hits, when you have that beat, um, you would turn around and then you kind of like, you, 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 you come forward with your expression, you kind of like turn a little bit into that psycho uh, anarchist type of uh, um, killer or whatever you, you want to call it. Uh, and then later we kind of like got a rhythm to the whole music. We got our parts where we have to stop and everything. So it turns out to be an amazing choreo. And then from time to time to time, you, uh, I started out like to get a little bit more movement in. Uh, in my tweet, uh, when I said uh, goodbye and thank you for the six years, I put a picture out. Uh, one of the photographs, uh, he took the picture. He gave, him, he gave it me uh, the day before it got released. That's why it was like a good moment because I'm reaching out and kind of like a goodbye. 
Um, and that was always like a big part for me, for example, just to have something when I took my hood off, just make it a little bit uh, special when I kind of like get my mask done that I kind of reveal that and then with the turn everything and then go into the mosh pit. So that was always my mentality. Now it's that's fucking go and let's go into the mosh pit. That's why I was dancing around like possessed. And yeah, like the whole entrance is always fun. And every time when I hear the music, I kind of get a little bit into the mood of, of the whole like uh, character and everything and always get goosebumps. So on our site, whenever uh, we're talking about TakeOver and somebody has a crazy breakout performance, we call that the Alexander Wolf performance based on... For real? Oh, yes, based on more games because, I mean, they, they, you had been able to show so much, but that was on such a grand stage uh, mm-hmm. at War Games, and we saw so much of what you could do that maybe we weren't able to before what goes through your mind after a performance like that or leading into a performance like that? Cause you are not new to the wrestling game. You've had plenty of those performances, but on this stage, there are so many people in America that got to see what Alexander Wolf at that time could do. Uh, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, second of all, it's funny though, because uh, yeah, it was definitely one of my career highlights. It was not only the first time I had a chance to main event take over with uh, all those amazing other guys. Uh, it was the first War Games match uh, for NXT and, so to speak, for WWE. And the, the newer concept just got an amazing reaction. Some people hated it because they took the roof off. And yeah. now, like, people dig it and just, you know, do not want to get the roof back. Um in that match, actually, I just do not feel that I showed all the stuff what I could do because we took the part of, we we are not a wrestling group. And in the beginning of Sanity, they had to tell me, just, you know, hold back with the wrestling because you're mm-hmm. too smooth. You need to be a little bit more rugged. Like just, you know, instead of just grabbing a headlock, you should try to pull his eye out, something like that. Um, so that being said, we, we just had Undisputed Era and, and AOP and Roderick Strong. So you had the wrestling team, you had like powerhouses, but we are like, we don't care. So we go down the last in the, in the cage, you were already beaten up. So and we came up with the idea of like, hey, how about we bring the weapons in and just, you know, cause chaos with that. And in the end, it turned out great. And also, I was very nervous because like uh, I used to train a little bit self-defense with a, with a, with a Tonfa. Like with the nightstick, the police yeah, have yeah. like this. So I had the idea of like I could do like one of a couple of those moves, and I know how to hit them uh, very hard in a safe place. So I was lucky to kind of like get the jacket off and pull it out like a gun ish, you know, because oh yeah, something. Uh, yeah, the, the memories on that was good, and I appreciate that a lot of uh, fans just uh, got behind me on that part, especially after I looked like a freaking zombie with all the blood over my head. Um, which was a, a freak and lucky accident because uh, I did not feel any pain because I was full of adrenaline. I was in the moment. I stick to the character, which gave me more adrenaline. And who can tell that he got stabled through the cage by the doctor in a war games match? And after that, yeah. they, they let me continue. They didn't took me out, so I could finish the match in the parts where I've uh, been needed. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, the fun part was that I had to stay down because people saw that I continued and they kind of appreciate that and chanting my name, but it sucks when the other guys want to do something. So I had to stay a little bit down. And then in the end, after the cameras went off, they kind of went nuts because I always stayed in this character. Seen from the curtain in and curtain out, I tried to be that persona all the time. So... Yeah, it was definitely a great match, great memories. And if people have seen something from me which they liked and thought, okay, he can do something, I appreciate that as well because that's the credit. Um, in general, all of those great guys have earned in the first War Games match. Who specifically worked on that with you guys? I know that Triple H had been a big proponent of War Games for like, gosh, for almost 20 years in WWE. Yeah. And I know that WWE kind of did their own with Elimination Chamber because Vince specifically did not want war games. But when Triple H has control of NXT, he was happy to bring that back. Yeah. I hear he had the plans uh, before the first Elimination Chamber. And then they created that deal. Um, Yeah. um, Yeah. Creatively, uh, of course, uh, Triple H 
because in that in that position he's the man for sure that he can have his own vision what he thinks what he wants to do and everything and it speaks for itself because nxt is amazing nxt uk too so it's it's more like the wrestling product which i more appreciate than the main roster stuff because personally i like wrestling mm-hmm. and less entertainment uh but you know main roster is more entertainment because they want to put more uh, butts into your seats so it's business-wise a smarter decision i guess but nxt has like a good balance of that and with the war games match um we we had the build-up of the cage uh, in the warehouse performance center and we had a chance to go in there and just you know spitballing ideas and just putting it together um we had everything together and then we kind of passed it on uh that uh it, it goes to triple h and he's uh, watched it over in season blah 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 and the vast majority of the match was uh got through with like okay that's a good idea because you had so many great minds in that, in that yeah. whole match you know what i mean you, you had like even like undisputed era tons of experience we had uh, a lot of experience as well so everybody was working so good together and just even fed ideas to each other like hey you do that move you can't do this to me we can place it right here and right there and every, every everything flowed so good the only pain in the ass was uh, the production because we uh-huh. had to bring it on paper we had it in our heads but then we had to bring it into production and right in the match as well we had our like cues and you know that let's make that happen and that's why we go over there but then we did not plan for the replay, so that ruined a little bit the rhythm of the oh. whole match. Which you probably will not know when you watch it. Maybe now when you watch it. That was a little bit of a bummer, because we all like tried to get the 100%. We want to have it perfect, picture perfect. You know, no wrinkle, no <laughs> glitch, no nothing. But yeah, but in the end, like uh, Triple H did a large part with helping us out with... Um, like ideas in the way of like, we do not know how to transition over from here and from there. And because he and, and Sean are both in charge with like, they are sitting down and watching the rehearsals and out of nowhere comes this great idea with, hey guys, try to do this and that. It, it's just like, instead of a left turn, do a right turn. And wow, really? Oh, great. Because it's, it's a better timing and the cameras can work better together. So it's, it's that kind of a genius uh, he is and Sean Michaels as well because they always give you that little bit you do not know but you need to perfect something. Yeah. And they have the knowledge all over the years of like being uh, on top and pass it on to the younger guys. So uh, after that, obviously, we, we've talked a bit about sanity. You you came into Imperium, and that meant you went from SmackDown over to NXT UK. Were you excited to hop over to NXT UK? How did, how did that come about, and who tells you that you're making that move? So super excited because I was done with uh, sitting around and catering and just becoming fat and lazy, uh, which is my own fault. That, that catering is good, though, I hear. I hate it. I'm a vegan, really? so it's Oh, fair. Yeah, and you get bloated too much, too much salt and everything. Uh, anyway, um, so I was I was done with uh, sitting around. I was like not in a good mood, um, you know. So you get lost in the cycle. And we got warned uh, by by uh, especially Triple H had like a speech and uh, like okay, you get called up and then you do not get used and you get become uh, you get out of shape and you get lost in the cycle and you get depressed and blah blah blah. And when I started, I always had that speech in my head, like, okay, you need to work, work, work. But then I, I got lost in the shuffle, you know, you don't get used and you're mad and you, the world is, is, is burning and whatever. So I was kind of like happy when I got the experience, uh, the, the appearances for NXT UK, but I thought it's for all of us. I did not thought that it will split us off. I thought, okay, we do something UK because I'm from Germany, Kieran Dane is from Northern Ireland. You know, so Ewa's from Canada, so he's almost Europe, wink, wink. Um, no, he's not. So for all the guys who want to bury me right now over geographics, I know Canada is in North America. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, uh, but then I talked with the other guys and said, no, we did not, we do not have the appearances. So, okay, cool. So uh, then later at the day, it was in Montreal, the brand split, brand uh, draft, whatever. After WrestleMania 35, I talked with uh, with Hunter and said, "Hey, what's what's that all about?" And he talked, told me, "I said, hey, I do not want that you guys sit around. 
So uh, you, you guys get split off. Kaden goes back to NXT in the States. Eli stays here. He probably goes to Raw. And I want you to go uh, to NXT UK to uh, rebrand with your guys together. My guys being Walter and Marcel Bartel, because um, I know them for a lot of years and we spend a lot of time in Germany, WXW together, we tour together. We never really teamed together. We always used to work against each other, but we just been uh, very close friends and um, just kind of like stick always together in the time in Germany because we share the same passion. Then in January 2015, we uh, three created together the brand Ringkampf. And then I left to the States for starting my journey with NXT UK. And those guys picked up the steam with Ringkampf in the Indus circuit in um, Europe. Uh, yeah. And then basically created the whole act, which is Imperium today. So while you're a part of Imperium, you all did some really great stuff, obviously. One of the spots that isn't looked on so fondly is when Walter came over at Survivor Series and got beat in the middle of this like monster push in like two minutes. I think it was like two minutes, 57 seconds. Yeah. What did you think when that happened? Because it really seemed like there was a disconnect between the way he was booked in NXT UK and what happened on Survivor Series. And that they could have used anybody for that spot. Uh, I don't know. I saw it, and uh, I was super happy for Walter that he got the chance to be at Survivor Series and was the most overall person in the whole match, probably at the whole night. Yes. And you could tell the other guys' faces that be, oh, wow, this kid is over or something. So I, I love the atmosphere that, that everybody was screaming, Walter, you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, like, I think it's two different pair of shoes it's main roster and nxt both wwe brands but totally different and i think if you take nxt uk and the main roster it's even more so i do not i do not think uh, it, it it hurts him you know first of all he got he got probably beaten by drew mcintyre yes. who would become champion the next year and who had the monster push and also is hell of a guy and a hell of an athlete, and you know he's a he's a human human with that from Scotland. Um, but I don't I do not think it it hurted him so because he's dominant. Uh, he's still the most dominant champion in WWE, and he's still like a brand of his uh, of himself. So as of right now, are you still in the states? Are you in Europe? Did you head back? How's that going? Still in the states, but I will leave the country uh, because I have to sooner or later because my visa will expire. And yeah, I will leave on June 23rd back to Germany and we'll resettle there. Luckily, I just built, uh, uh, I just finished an apartment there in 2020. Ah. So everything is ready, um, which is good. And it's kind of like meant to be in that case, because we thought like just, you know, just uh, sell the apartment again and blah, blah, blah. So now we kind of settled with that. We do not have to buy furniture or anything. Everything is in there, which is super sweet. Yeah, just moving back to Germany and then see, like, okay, what's up for work? I have um, certain kind of projects coming. I do want to rest on the Indian circuit again. Also, I'm open for any uh, contract offering. Depends if it's good or not. And then also, I want to kind of pass on the six years of what I had the chance to learn here in WWE, pass it on to the German scene. Because in my opinion, German scene right now is not in a good position. You have a lot of talents, but you have a lot of bullshit as well. But and and there's also a factor for me. I do not want to work for every promotion in the world, even if I become rich with that. Uh, money is not everything, and also I need to protect the brand which I created in WWE. So when I go back to Germany and I go to a show where nobody's there, which means not really a lot of people just come to the show or even the roster is not full with professional wrestlers, or the, the show is not uh, a professional wrestling show. It's like full with, you know. Um, I don't want to use the name Backout Wrestler because they all, like, want to do something. And yeah. I do not want to say they are too lazy or they are too entitled to become uh, better wrestlers. But sometimes, and this is from my experience in WWE, um, 
also before, um, my whole wrestling world changed after WXW invited Fitzhilly to a seminar. And I had a chance to uh, be at that cinema and he opened my eyes for professional wrestling more and more and more. And because of that, I had to change everything. Um, then in WWE, a lot of influences by all the great coaches they have and their coaches are top notch. They give you all like different ideas and they give you how to do things in that way. And it's like so many different people, different opinion, different learning trees you can sit under and just, you know, get influenced by. And then also you get so many things you learn on TV productions. On what is with, um, I don't know, you have a taped show, so you do not have to bother too much about hitting the time like in a live event and also how to work with cameras and how to produce a match and stuff like this. So what I want to do is I want to offer seminars for German wrestling scene and European wrestling scene if they are interested to kind of like sit on my learning tree where I can pass on all the knowledge I uh, collected in six years of WWE, I would be more than happy to stay in that position for a couple of times until um, I find something how to get back into the ring. I will go back into the ring for sure. That's not the end of my career. I'm still 34 years young and I'm still have a lot of like um, uh, check marks on my, on my bucket list. So there's a lot to do for me inside the ring, but also I want to concentrate, like bringing more people up on a level where the German wrestling scene gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So if you were to sign a contract, would you prefer it to be in Europe or are you open to maybe even traveling back and forth to the States? Like, for example, Impact Wrestling tapes about once a month. Uh, Ring of mm -hmm. Honor, they have tapings that are about once every five, six weeks, so to speak. Yeah. MLW, the same thing. And yeah. Uh, we've seen you work with WXW an awful lot. Is that something that, that you're open to doing again in the future? Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's the promotion I'm more or just I'm associated with in Germany. Also, there's the other promotion, GWF. Um, I started professional wrestling training in that school, and I'm very close uh, to this promotion due to my coaches, uh, Ahmed Sher and Crazy Sexy Mike. They uh, travel the world and also have a lot of experience on the independent circuit. Um, and again, this company is also very close to me, but I believe WXW would be the right choice to definitely go back to because I stopped with WXW and then started with NXT and now stopped with NXT WWE and probably will start with WXW as well. The only thing right now is still uh, Germany has to figure out how they do shows because of the COVID stuff. And... Um, to come back to like if i would travel of course i would travel i think as a professional wrestler you should not be afraid of traveling even if it's sometimes a hard travel whatever but also yeah i would be fully interested in working with companies like mentioned impact and rh even with other companies so but it so first of all so most of the guys right now even uh, from germany said yeah you have to go to AEW. it's not that easy okay so and i um I'm realistic enough to know, okay, every wrestling promotion right now has a roster full packed of talented people. So why should they contact me right now? Also, I have to leave the country because of visa issues. So it's, it's a hard process to really go that quick with that. So I'm realistic enough. I know I have to go back, first back to Germany and then let me just, you know, work on something, what I have in mind, let me create myself again um, that I can present something. And if in that time, and always uh, only time will tell if an offer comes in. And again, if it's an offer which is reasonable, which is good, which is lucrative, and um, I see myself in this company with the future, and I know right now because of my experience, nothing is guaranteed. So, and then, yeah, of course, let's talk. Let's sit together, talk, have a chat, and, you know, and, um, but I'm not that much unrealistic that I say, yeah, sooner or later, I will sign with company XYZ. You know, I know it's not easy like that. It wasn't easy like that with WWE. I had to work hard. I had to uh, show that I'm worth the investment at the tryout. And then because of that, uh, I got hired or I got the offer to sign a contract. And, even if it's not WWE, I do not expect anything is for free.
free or anything. I have to earn it, and I know that, and I'm really, uh, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to, uh, willing to go back to work, and I'm excited to go back to work. I mean, as we had mentioned earlier, Killer Kelly, we've seen the hurdles that, that she's faced. I mean, she happened to be in America. She got an opportunity with Impact. They said, we want to bring you in. But unfortunately, the the embassy where she lives, it's it's not so easy during the pandemic. So there are a lot of hurdles. But uh, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. You were so generous with your time. And this is uh, you were somebody I really wanted to talk to because there's so much to talk about and we barely even scratched the surface. So hopefully yeah. I get to speak to you again sometime. Yeah, whenever you want. I'm, I'm, uh, again, thank you very much for the invitation and for the interest. And yeah, if you want to do it again, I'm here for you. Let's, let's do it. So as we wrap up, let the people know where they can find you, where they can support you, where they can, where they can check out more stuff from you. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. That's only my two channels. Uh, Instagram is still at the WWE Wolf because I'm not that much familiar with techniques. So I do not know how to change this handle without uh, uh, yeah. contact the support. And I tried to find a support and uh, yeah, did not work. So if anybody can help me with that. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure we have some wizards out there that can yeah. help you out. And then on Twitter at... X-Men 3016. Also in all like buyers, you have a link for a merchandise shop. It's a merchandise shop from Germany. They deliver worldwide as well. But I have to do some homeworks to get back up my resting tea shop because I think that's the better address for the North American people to get some merch. And yeah, I'm on Cameo as well. Again, back on Cameo. Nice. So yeah, If, if if you have something for me to say to you let me know via cameo and yeah thanks for the support and can't wait what comes next guys check him out he's gonna be all over the place can't wait to see what you do next axel thank you so much cool thank you until next time guys we're out Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.